You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output more than a bike Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 320. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. And apparently we're going to work some podcasting magic. You asked if I was ready, and I said, I am ready to work some podcasting magic. Let's do it. Just like I do every week, <laughs> week in, week out. <laughs> Multiple times a week. That's true. That's true. But I need a little bit more refractory period <laughs> between podcasts, because... Not a young man anymore. <laughs> so, just so you know. On the flip side, on a longer podcast, they don't have to think about baseball. So, just good and the bad. People are like, is this what you call magic? <laughs> when does the magic part start? Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot coming out of your mouth right now. <laughs> that's one way to end that sentence. So, what, pray tell... Do you have in store for people this week? I know Dr. Jen and Angelo are back. They are. They are. We will. I will get to them in just a moment. Uh, we are going to talk about a whole bunch of Peloton stuff, including the big price drop, uh, their their latest tease that they're doing. They've been rolling out beta tests and new new information, new things coming out. We also have a lawsuit update we have to do, or actually, it's just a brand new a lawsuit. Brand new one. And then, yes, we have a visit from Dr. Jen. And this time we are going to talk about eating healthy while homeschooling. Okay. And we have a visit from Angelo. And we talk about dealing with body changes due to perimenopause. Uh, we also have past guest updates, artist series, and a whole crap ton of In Case You Missed It. People love crap tons. I do. I so. mean, it's a it's a new measurement. Yes. It's, it's very, very technical <laughs> in nature. Yeah. We have a special machine back here to measure things in crap tons. We, we got do. it from the set of Oppenheimer. <laughs> so so uh, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, 
Uh, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Crystal is getting her phone and going to follow us right now <laughs> after no, I was actually, years. you know what I was actually thinking What's is that? I probably need to message Angelo and ask when he can record again. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Behind the scenes. <laughs> we got to save this sort of fascinating conversation for the Patreon. Um, so while you're there, be sure and follow us. So you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's super helpful. Greatly appreciated. And you can also find us on Facebook where you can stay up to date on things throughout the week. Facebook dot com slash the clip out you can also stay up to date if you're an instagram or threads person by following crystal at clip out crystal you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash the clip out where you can uh pay a little extra you can get these episodes at free if we get them early you get them early and we record uh bonus episodes for people with all sorts of just behind the scenes content and other musings mm-hmm. from you and i and you can also watch these episodes on YouTube at youtube.com slash the clipout. And then finally, don't forget we have a website, theclipout.com, where uh, you can sign up for our newsletter and get the links and all the things like that sent directly to your inbox. Why are you making faces? I was trying to figure out if I could raise both eyebrows. Well, that's a weird time to go on that journey. <laughs> I had time to kill. Yeah. He's like, he's over there babbling, doing the shameless plugs. I'll sit over here and see if, what kind of faces I can make. It'll drive some YouTube traffic. The hell is Crystal doing with her face? So, we are nothing if not consummate professionals. You're welcome. So uh, there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. The price of the tread and row mm-hmm. have been reduced permanently. permanently. I feel like that's a really key word. Yeah. It's not a sale. No. This is just the price moving forward. They should probably say indefinitely. They should. Because, because I feel like mm-hmm. there's already a lawyer that's sitting there waiting for, you know, the year 2046 when they decide to raise the price of the bike a dollar to be fair this is my word okay. on our article okay uh, but but as opposed to it being a sale but gotcha. i think indefinitely would have been a better yeah. word choice I know, i'm just glad they didn't say permanently they they like well i think i might have actually gotten that from a peloton contact but like not on the record like right. they weren't trying like, to like play is, games this is not a sale this is what the Exactly. This is the MSRP now. Exactly. Right? Yes. So, um, and I'm sure people are, are people upset. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People were upset. But, you know, I, I definitely don't think this was as like upsetting. Severe. Yeah, it didn't feel know, as like, severe. Remember six weeks ago when we were mad about inflation? I know. Like what? And then prices drop. I but, hope, but for people I hope who prices just... go down, but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess if you just bought it, like, for I sure. feel like a lot of people who have bought a row or a tread, it's been a little while, so yeah. they're not super upset about right. it. I mean, there are going to be some, of course, that it's it's very recent. Right. I know one lady posted she had just bought the row the night before <laughs> that price dropped, and I was like, Yikes. Yeah, you might want well to make a phone. Well, you're probably still within your return window then, right? Can't you, you are. be like, I you will are. return it and rebuy it. Yeah. And so and and she was, yeah. and so I'm I'm I know that she had that resolved, but. You know, I don't think that people were as upset as I expected they might be. And I think that that's a good thing. I think people, I think 
people recognize the fact that they're going to keep kind of playing around with prices to right. figure out what works. And we live in a day and age when prices fluctuate. I deal with this with concert tickets all the time, right? You but, do. But, um, but prices change on things. I mean, ask the person sitting next to you on the airplane what they paid. I mean, it would, wouldn't work for me because I'd be sitting next to you. But uh, there's usually some on the other side because I always true. make you sit in the middle. That is true. I uh, but um, but you know nobody paid the same price for a plane ticket. Nobody pays the same price for a hotel room. Yeah. Like nobody pays the same price for a car. Yeah. It, it's just and and they don't get all bent out of shape over that. But yeah. I think it's just like there there's a lot of lessons that I think Peloton is still paying for right because they've done things a certain way yeah. a certain amount of time and so i think i think people still respond to that but you know the the price what i thought was interesting about it was that it was a big drop for the tread not as big for the row which makes sense right the right. tread's been out longer than the row sure but i also thought and we talked about this that this was encouraging uh, for the Tread Plus's return. Yeah. You know, we don't know when the Tread Plus exactly is going to occur, but we do know that it will be after the current recall period ends. And we know that that is in November of this year. So we're, we've got about four four months left. Yeah. And uh, so then, you know, will we see the Tread Plus return in December? Will it return early next year? I don't know, yeah. but I had expected it to be like, like a lot of money, like five to six thousand yeah. dollars, and maybe it won't. Like this gives me more hope that it won't be. Yeah, maybe it'll come in a little bit cheaper than we were anticipating. So yeah, we shall see. We shall. This week, Peloton teased that uh, you could soon be able to get a bike in a color that's not black. Yeah. Up till now, it's been like the Model T. <laughs> I love this. I, and, you know, folks out there might remember a few years ago when we had our our uh, pink bike yes. that we sold. It was exclusive. We are trendsetters. Wait, can we sue Peloton? <laughs> I don't think can we can. I mean, I don't think so. We can't sue them? No. Oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> it was still their bike. But we bought that bike. We bought that we bike. We bought that bike. We, that, we it also ended horribly, but that's a whole <laughs> other story. Other, yeah. That's a story we should tell. Uh, the, yeah, on the that Patreon. That's a story we should this tell on the, the Patreon. The nightmare that became getting that bike to the winner yeah. of that contest. Yes. They were very they were very nice. They were not the problem. It was just, it was, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a whole thing. That's going to be a Patreon but, episode. But they got their bike. But anyway, there's three new colors that Peloton is teasing. Who knows how many colors are out there? Now, Tom, when you look at this, do you think that these are new frames? Or, or do you think these are skins where they have put an outer shell on them? I think... I think they're painting the frame. I think they are too. Yeah. I want it to be a skin for simplicity. Like I, I would think that a skin might make more sense in that they could sell skins to people who already have bikes. But I've seen how difficult those skins are to put on and right. make them look nice. And it's not quick and yeah. it's not easy. Unless and, it's some sort of like uh, casing, like it's like a yeah. hard shell. But this you know? I can see the welds. And so I just don't think that's what's happening. Here. Yeah. But, you know, people have brought up the fact that, like, how is this helping with reducing reducing uh, the expenses of things when there's all these skews we're adding now? Now we're adding colors. Right. And, you know, I think that that is a fair point. But 
But I also think that we don't really know what this looks like behind the scenes, because if it's the exact same thing and Peloton is able to paint this in-house or like do it in a quick, efficient manner. Right. Then I don't know that it's that big of I mean, a deal. It's just powder coating. Like That's it's, what I would think. Yeah. Like it's I can't imagine it's that. And it looks like because we looked into that for the pink bike, too. We did. And the problem was we would have to disassemble it. Yes. And so, but it, that wouldn't be a problem, presumably, for Peloton. for Peloton. It's a problem for us, given that I won't change my own wipers. Yeah, not to mention the fact that in this case, we made the bike completely pink. They did not. So, like, yeah. the handlebars aren't changed. The right. the casing isn't changed, like, where the flywheel yeah, they is. They just do, like, the core frame mm-hmm. of, the, of the bike. They don't, like, we did kind of everything we wrapped in pink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so I think that it makes it more realistic and a much quicker job to, yeah. to be able to paint it the way that they have it here. But it just looks so nice and uniform, and you can see those welds so clearly that from a manufacturing standpoint, although I want the answer to be skins to save money for people, right? I think that the answer is they painted it. Yeah. Uh, and also, when will I get mine? That's the other question that we need to answer. Well, you have a bike. But this one is a pretty color. But you have you have a bike that's a pretty color. See, I think that I it's like M&M's. You need one in all the colors. Well, if they were the same price as M&M's. Then that would be okay. If I could get a bag of them for like $2. So if it had a two and some zeros in it, we'd be okay? Depending on where that decimal point lands. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also, like, nobody sees it. I do. It might match some pretty shoes or something. Black goes with everything. Black is the new black. But what if I get... Always bet on black. But what if I get some, like, really cool, like, Brittany Allen custom-made shoes that have sparkles all over them and rose gold to match the rose gold bike? How beautiful would that be? how how well that would pop against a black background. It's not a background, no. It's just a bike in the middle of the room. Exactly. It's just a bike in the middle of the room. Why do you need another one? Because it's a different color. Exactly. I'm glad you've... Cooler heads have prevailed. And by cooler heads, I mean mine. This isn't over. <laughs> anyway, let me know if you... When you when this comes out, I want to hear from anyone who orders one immediately. It was reported this week that researchers have spotted security vulnerabilities in the Peloton treadmill. And just to make sure you understand that, here is a picture of a bunch of bikes. (laughs) Well, (laughs) from a person who posts a lot of articles, I will tell you that when you are looking for articles, that you're looking for artwork quick, just you only have so much time, Tom. Uh, Peloton always brings up bikes. But they also flipped it because Peloton is backwards. Oh, it is. Look at that. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so... But look how nice those bikes look, all shiny and black. You know, it would be even... It's a very sleek look. I hope no one ever changes it. (laughs) I think it would be very pretty if they were all pink. Or like one of each color. I will buy you rose-colored glasses. Anyway, back to security experts say (laughs) your tread is going to steal your identity. Yeah, so how is this any different... Than the last time that they reported there was a hack because you had to be in the room. Is this the same issue? I have not read this. Okay, I don't. Know. <laughs> okay, uh, it says. I'm, I'm just. I'm very fatalistic about these things. I'm like, first off, I'm not using the tread. Second, whatever the the potential danger is, I know 
that you're not going to stop using the tread. Yeah, that's true. So what difference does it make? That's true. <laughs> uh, so scroll down just a little bit. I just want to see here. So three main attack vectors, the not operating vector. system. Not the a app, vector. The application and malware. So, okay, yep, yep, we've talked about this before. Is it hackable? Possible. It's possible. Okay, so on certain builds, there are some things that could happen. You could enable USB debugging and gain... I, I'm so bored. I'm so yeah. bored with this. Well, USB would mean they'd have to physically be with your bike See, or this your is, And that's the same issue we ran across last time. Yeah. But, and then it says you could get a backdoor on the treadmill and gain access to the network. This is all the same stuff. Now... Below, it says malware, malware for the workout equipment. Now, this says that the APIs make it susceptible. Now, APIs are open and does not you don't have to be in the room for right. API. And in fact, people should be concerned about this one because there are a lot of third-party softwares out there that are trying to use Peloton's data to sell for things. Right. And some of them have been around for a really long time, and they're, like, legit, and they're good. But, like, there are always people trying to make money off of Peloton. Right. So there's always new ones. And you do need to be careful because when you are releasing your information, your they're they're talking to that API. So right. there's a lot of stuff out there that could happen uh, through that that piece of it. And I've always wondered why Peloton leaves that API open. Me too. I don't it's understand what the me. logic there is at all. Same, same. Yeah. But anyway, Checkpoint did disclose their findings to Peloton, and Peloton stated the reporting issues meet the expected security measured measures for Android-based devices and pertain to scenarios requiring physical access to the device. They are saying it still has to be in the room. So basically, they're not that worried. And I would think it'd be a bigger concern on the bike. I feel like there are a lot more bikes in the wild, like mm -hmm. like in public spaces, gyms and hotels and things like that, where I feel like tread hasn't hit that sort of critical mass. It hasn't. And, and I don't know that the tread itself ever will. I would think in a in a commercial space, they're probably waiting on tread pluses because they need something a little bit more durable. I would think so. And then not that the tread isn't durable, but the tread is designed for a household of, you know, two to four people to use. Not hundreds. Not a gem that people are using it hours a day, day after day, year after year. So I also separately just wonder if that'll ever become a thing because the tread plus is like it's more expensive it's more of a high-end thing so i'm thinking you're you might see that more in the high-end gyms not sure. necessarily see it like in a hotel gym or at least right. the hotels that we stay in because because <laughs> those those th those those treadmills don't look great no you know, the ones they, that are in there they do not but i also feel like a lot of the treadmills we see are treadmills that were bought years and years ago and because they're so durable nobody's ever bothered to replace them because they're like, it's still working. It's working. And nobody's really going to complain because at the end of the day, you're probably only at this hotel for two or three days. Right. So it's, You're talking, what, a couple hours? Right. Like, it's just not worth investing that kind of money in. That's all fair points. Oof. I'm so excited about this. People have been loving the fact that you can watch certain streaming services on your, on your Peloton equipment and... Uh, Netflix is now officially in beta. So people have been discovering Netflix popping up on their equipment. Yeah. Now, Amazon still has not come back, at least for most people. And there are some users that have a whole host of things. We talked about this like Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN and a bunch of crap I don't care about. But but I'm really excited about Netflix because I do hate watch a lot of shows <laughs> on Netflix. Now, I know hate watching doesn't sound that great. But it's a lot of fun uh, to really, really 
really hate on shows that are badly done. And there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot. So I think that this could be fun while you're like, you know, you don't you're you're not so into it that you need to hear every word of the dialogue. Right. You Your throw, sweet magnolias. That's exact. That is the show right there. I've been I've been on a real binge of hate watching the sweet magnolias. It's terrible. I haven't hate watched a show in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I think I, the last show I, I ended up hate watching it was Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip. Started off so good, mm-hmm. and then I just kept thinking it'll get better again, right? And then at some point, I just hated it so much. I just watched it because it made me mad. Yeah, that first season of the undercover underage we we started with hate watching that's that true we were yeah. kind of hate watching that and then it got better it got real good actually yeah, so. so yeah but the 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 uh, sweet magnolias i definitely hate watch while i while i like work i'll be like writing articles and stuff and yeah. i'm like it's great background annoying <laughs> yeah it's awesome so i think this would be good absolutely speaking of new beta features they now have a just me tab which is they finally use that camera and it's just footage of you on the bike no no okay. no and and by the way, for anybody out there, it is a beta feature. It's a feature. It's a feature. And and yes, you were able to do the capability through a different way. And now they've changed it to be something new that they're testing. And that's called new. And it's called beta. And it's also called a feature. Somebody's a law. Oh, well, yeah. Sassy. You know, I made the mistake of you reading your, comments. You got your sassy leggings on. I, d- I do. Yeah. I made the mistake of reading comments. People oh. are just, first of all, people just don't read the article. Yeah. They read, they read the headline and they think they know everything. Yeah, and, sure. it, and it's all called out here. But anyway, the cool part about this is that, number one, there are a tremendous amount of people that had no idea that this existed because it was buried. Right. <laughs> and, and so for people that have had their bike or their equipment for a long time, we know that because we used to take classes all the time over and over yeah. again. Back in the Stephen Little days, we literally would retest. That was our best way of retesting our yeah. efforts. And you could see how your heart rate responded over and over again. And you should probably, I don't know that we've actually explained oh. what this is. Okay, yeah. let me let me explain. So, you got so concerned with being sad. Over I there. did. I well, I just you know I haven't been sassy for a few weeks and well maybe not on the show. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I've been sassy around you. I I thought maybe the listeners might want to hear a little sass. So just me means that you can click on a tab and quickly be able to see however many times you've taken that class. You can see your current statistics compared to past times that you've taken the class. Gotcha. So it, you always could do this, but to do it you had to go into filter. And just me to be able to get to it. The new beta feature is now putting it right on the front where it's going to be a tab in the upper right hand corner. So you can easily at any time click on it and you don't have to like click a bunch of buttons to get to it, which is nice. Yeah, you don't have to go through a bunch of steps to filter. You could just be like, boom. Yeah. And and I I think that's something that people don't realize if they only use the bike that it. When you're sitting on a bike, you can easily raise one hand and click the buttons. It's not that big of a deal. But if you're running, right. it's not as easy to do that. And if you're rowing, you have to put the handle down or hold the handle with one hand and do it. And so I, I don't think that the people who are so incredibly snotty about this realize that, like, not everybody just uses a bike. They right. use all these other machines. And so it's it's nice to be able to click it with one hand very quickly. But uh, the other reason that I think it's a beta feature 
feature is it's been a couple days and not everybody has this yet. Uh, in fact, a lot of people don't have it. Only a few people have it. So I don't think that it's rolled out completely yet. I do think they're still playing around with it, maybe even to see if people are going to engage with it. You that know, Peloton's be. all about the data. And if they, they don't see people using it, they're probably not going to put it out there. Yeah. So I think it's a great thing. I like that they've been uh, testing so many little Easter eggs lately. It's been a lot of fun. For sure. And this was spotted by uh, our TCO tipster, Jen Kern. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, I guess with all the streaming video platforms on there, if you could get Pornhub, you could also have a Just Me feature. <laughs> well, that would be a very different Just Me feature. Yes, but be sure and wipe down the equipment when you're done. <laughs> and by the way, uh, TCO tipster... Um, Psycho Doc, otherwise known as David Stimber, is the one that found the Netflix this morning. Ah, well, thank you to you, David. Yeah, I guess that was yesterday. So we're getting reports that they are testing a beta that you haven't seen personally, but you're, we're hearing that they're testing feedback options that allow you to rate the explicit lyric content of a particular class. So whether or not you deem it's too explicit, not explicit, just right explicit is that like it says too ex- it says too explicit explicit or not explicit so i think it's to kind of give feedback and yeah. i and i want to clarify i don't think this is just the music i think this is also oh the instructors yeah yeah uh and and i only say that because there are there are instructors who you know they're very comfortable cussing and uh there are people who are not comfortable with that and so i think that it would be good to know if if like you, it, you, it was marked as explicit, right? And right. you take a whole class and it's not explicit, you definitely would want to mark that. Right. <laughs> but I'm yeah. sure there will be people that will be like, too explicit. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that we have shifting definitions of what's explicit. Things that were considered dirty words 30, 40 years ago aren't anymore. And conversely, some things that weren't considered dirty words 30 or 40 years ago now are so it's so subjective too yeah you know i mean something that's explicit to some people i know i know the way we have always cussed around our children is considered too explicit well, you don't want many to, households i don't want them to learn how to cuss on the streets i want them to learn it properly <laughs> but but in some households that's a big For no-no sure. some people would be appalled at how we talk around our children. I, I know. I, I'm Those pretty sure are. my own father gives a stink eye every time we do it. And the kids are like, but your dad does it too. Well, now he does, but he didn't when we first got together. It's been 10 years, Tom. Well, You've, the kids are also 10 years older, 10 years older. So, <laughs> but with their language usage, they're like 20 years old, <laughs> but their language usage, they, I think they served in Korea. <laughs> like they, that's, that's how they talk. I'm just saying it's very subjective. I think this also maybe potentially takes the burden off of Peloton in terms of defining what is and isn't explicit, right? It's kind of crowdsourcing. They're crowdsourcing it. And if someone says, I think this class is explicit, they can point to it and go, well, other people didn't. So go f*** yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to approach it. This is why I don't work in customer service. Yeah. Peloton has unveiled a new metric graphic for the rower oh this was this was caught by uh tco tipster dave stimber as well oh like, on a roll. he has been all over the the new rollouts this week yeah thank you uh psycho doc and okay so this is on the rower this is i really liked this this was cool i went and took a rowing class right after this so what it does is okay you always have these pace targets you're trying to do for easy moderate challenging and like really really fast i can't remember what the last one's called but hard 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And when you're doing your rates, you're going, especially on the more challenging ones, you're like all out, right? So you can't be sitting there paying attention like, am I hitting my numbers exactly? Right. So at the end, now there's this new graphic that says, hey, you were hitting your pace targets the whole time oh, okay. or, or you weren't. And how that's helpful for people is you can change your pace targets as you get better at rowing. So the cool part about it is if you are consistently hitting your pace targets easy through the most challenging, well, then maybe it's time to increase. To level up. Yeah. Yeah. On the flip side, if you're not, it, it just shows you that doesn't mean you're like failing. That just right. means this is something you need to work on. But it's also great for people who just leveled up because now they can see how they're improving over time with those metrics. So I think this is really, really cool. Glad to see it. Peloton on tour Atlanta tickets have gone on sale and sold out. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we knew they were going to go on sale and they did. And then they sold out. So now, so. What's, so what's the next city up? Is it Chicago? I think. Yeah, I, I think it's Chicago. Yeah, I think so. Because okay. it's Chicago, then it goes over to Germany, then London. Because there's gotcha. there's five total. So yeah, I think Chicago's next. Okay. It is marathon season for Peloton instructors. In case you haven't noticed, because they all seem to be doing. Uh, marathon training right now. Helper B. Nikki wrote an article kind of uh, aggregating all of that data for people. Yeah, it's really cool. So you've got Logan. He's going to be doing the Chicago Marathon. Rad Lopez is going to be running Chicago. And he's doing the... Stop! Sorry, I thought... Go back! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize they were all in one paragraph for you. I was trying to scroll down so you could see the other one, so... Uh, I was trying to help and I failed. <laughs> My superpower. Go on. <laughs> Rad is also going to be doing Chicago. Uh, and then Jeffrey McEckern is going to be doing uh, Berlin on September 24th, New York this fall, and Los Angeles in March. Uh, and then he's uh, also taking a look at either the full or the half marathon in Scotland in May as a spontaneous sign up. Uh, and then we also want to point out that Logan is running to support the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation, and he is trying to raise $3,000 and finish in under three hours and 30 minutes, which that is no small feat. Three hours and 30 minutes. I know a lot of people can do that, but there's a lot of people that can't. <laughs> that is that is a very yeah. short time for 26 miles. Uh, was that it? Is that all? I, am I allowed to scroll or you, you can yell scroll at me? Now. Okay. You can scroll now. Let me try. Yeah, Matt Rat. Yep, yep, got all these. Okay, yeah. that's everything. We got them all. Yeah. Well, the, all that's in this article, we can't promise that we have covered well, yes. all of the instructors because they are making announcements daily. Allied Market Research put out a report this week talking about the rise and continued expected dominance of connected fitness equipment. Yeah, they're saying it's going to reach one. <laughs> what is this? Like, I don't know. I, I was like, I don't it know. says 1,048 million. So is that like one that billion? one billion? I think this I is a little know. over a billion, yeah. I think is what we're saying. I was like, I, was like, I don't. 1,000 million. The 1,000 million would be a billion. But last I checked. The way I understand math, which is... <laughs> which is not great for either of us. It's tenuous at best. Yeah. Also, Asia Pacific has emerged as one of the largest growing markets in the global connected gym market. So I think that uh, we could probably expect for Peloton to be growing in yeah. that area. Maybe we'll see a new studio in Japan. Never know. That'd be fun. It would. We'll have to go visit that one. 
Well, we can't because we just spent all that money on the pink bike. I haven't bought it yet. Well, if you do, now we can't go to Japan. Now, yeah, now, haha, decisions. Oh, that's my favorite face. <laughs> EFTM. You know. Whatever that is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> reviewed the tread. Uh, they did. And they liked it. They did like it. Yes. So I don't know what EFTM is. I know it has something to do with it. it says tech, cars, and lifestyle. None of those start with the letter E, F, or M. So I'm not really sure. Electronics for technology, <laughs> man. Electronics for technology, man.com has reviewed the treadmill and they dug it. And I think everyone knows that you can always trust electronics for technology, man, for your best technology reviews. They are our go to website. Glad we could help you. Yep. Runner's World. I've heard of this one. Which is one I can pronounce and understand. Yeah. Uh, reviewed Lane Break for the Tread, which I thought this was interesting because I would think Runner's World is very like push up your glasses, snotty, like snobby about running. They right? are. Like, I it, mean, yeah. Like, I they're, mean, it's they're Runner's focused, World. Like, they're it's, focused on running, yeah. right? Like they know all the things. Uh, clearly, they got this memo. They did this after after they had done the price break or before they had done the price break. Oh, they had the yeah. price break. Um, but, well, actually, I don't know. It's in pounds, so maybe not. Okay. But they really liked it. They really thought that even though the, the tread itself is very expensive, that right. the lane break was an awesome addition to it. And uh, since I have a tread plus, I still don't have this, but I am really excited about it. I can't wait to try this. I, I really like that Peloton just in general is just adding a lot of fun things like I know we've talked about before that it's kind of sad in a way that they're not going to be focusing on new equipment but as a user I really like that they are constantly going apparently they're going to be focusing on improving what we already interface like and ultimately like how many different tread versions of a treadmill can you make Right. right and I'm glad they're not going after like an iPhone model where they try to convince you every two years that you need a new treadmill that you need a new treadmill or a bike or a row rower or whatever so like I'm, I'm ultimately that's good and i also think that this is a way to as they're moving to an app based model this is a way to still show that the the equipment has value right every time you see somebody that posts like i can just get an echelon and get use the app and save all this money and it's like okay but here's the laundry list of things that you can't do if you go down that road and if that's the road you choose like that's fine like i'm not trying to shit on anybody who decides to that all they really need ultimately is the app but like you're getting more and more features that are equipment exclusives that differentiate a piece of peloton equipment from another a, a nordic track bike or what or really or what have you and ultimately things like people saying oh i don't want netflix i don't want the entertainment beta and that's okay like right. they don't have to use it but yeah. the, the cool thing is people have the option to be able to do it that's the cool part, right. that, that it's it's just opening Peloton up to be able to meet more people where they are. And that's that's what they've always wanted. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's a cool thing. Who's suing Peloton now? Peloton is being sued once again, uh, this time for invasion of privacy. <sighs> 
And I guess this is just a California thing. It is just a California thing. So California has some of the strictest, I think the strictest laws in America about privacy. Yeah. Um, And uh, when I worked like in, when I was at Charter, we had to like always put special like stuff on the screen just for California users um, because they had to have different feedback than all the other states. But anyway, so apparently this, there was a person that was talking to the customer service agent over chat and uh, their Peloton was using this third party app called Drift that embedded a code in the chats that allowed Drift to collect, interpret, analyze, store and utilize transcripts of the chats. Now, this is all this is all like not proven yet. This is just what is being. This is the allegation. Allegation. Uh, and so when customers were using this chat feature to contact Peloton support, they were not informed that the chat involved Drift servers. Customers thus incorrectly believed they were interacting directly with Peloton representatives. And they are also further alleging that Drift captured the customer's IP address, browser, and device they used, and the activities both during and after they finished the chat session. The person who is suing said that people would be shocked and appalled by the information collected and how it was used for Drift's business purposes, including analyzing the likelihood that an individual would purchase a product or service from Peloton. Now, at this point, uh, no response has been filed by Peloton, so they have not answered the legal claim. And Peloton's legal counsel has requested an extension of time in order to file its answer. So we will be keeping you up to date on this one. Uh, But I'm interested to see how this one plays out. This one is, um, I don't know, the most substantial I've heard in a long time. Right. I think. Yeah. But I still don't really get ultimately how it's different than the cookies that follow me around on Facebook or whatever. I don't know that those are allowed in California. Maybe they are. I don't know. Hmm. That would be an interesting discussion. Yeah. Uh, But this was uh, written by our attorney, uh, Helper B. Tina. And thank God she put it in layman's terms. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The first draft was entirely in Latin. (laughs) Coming up after this, we're going to talk to Dr. Jen. She is back and she's going to answer a question about eating healthy while homeschooling. So stick around. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're a hundred percent polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 
day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink and it also makes me feel good. Like it's a great way to start the day. Uh, You know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. (laughs) (laughs) This generation's V8. Yes, I I do. Uh, But I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, 3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She also has a wonderful app that you should check out called No More Diets. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. All right. Our question today comes from Kim Barnsley. She says she's struggling with being hungry and not having the time at that moment to make a filling snack or meal. She's currently homeschooling. She's a twin mom. So I know you know how all about that. Uh, and she's homeschooling and she has two new puppies. Lord, oh, Lord. Uh, she says she's an intuitive a better woman than I am. <laughs> I know two puppies and twin mom. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> says I'm an intuitive eater. So no real stats required. But I just want it to be filling and I have a little of everything like protein, fat and carbs to keep me going. So she knows she needs to eat a little of everything, but having trouble finding time. Okay. Well, first of all, I, I am a big fan of having like a collection of snacks. Like I also, I always carry snacks in my purse. Like I'm a big purse snacker. Yeah. Like I have like individual packets of nuts that I can just open, eat, and then throw away the wrapper. And like I have uh, carry protein bars that I like, like the vegan ones that that are really awesome, or dried fruit, or various different things. I like the individual packets. I'm a big fan of those for purse food. So I recommend like keep mostly home, but those kinds of things are still great because you can grab like. I have these like individual packets of pistachio nuts. I had one this morning on the go and I just sort of grabbed that. And even if you're home, you know, I work from home. So like I get it. And but you can grab one of those and just kind of have your snack. But I also think she may want to consider doing a little bit of either meal prep. So she has some ready-made snacks that she likes. And sometimes it's as simple as ordering like some hummus and some pre-cut veggies or you do it yourself. But that's the other thing is anything that you can get that is pre-made 
if that's in your budget, I highly recommend. Like I there's like a kale Caesar salad that's by Urban Remedy that I love. Like I try to always get one of those or like some quick like uh, avocado rolls from Whole Foods or things like that to just like have in the house that are really kind of easy, quick snacks that even if you don't have the time to do like the full meal of like the carb, the protein, the fat, like she mentioned, which I agree because that's what will stick to your ribs and really kind of stay with you. You may be able to kind of tide yourself over till you have the time to make that sandwich or salad or pasta or whatever it is that you want to make by grabbing one of the quicker snacks. So I really think that kind of coming up with a list of, you know, 10 snacks that you can just grab and go, and then maybe making sure that you've got like six snacks that are available that week that you can, that are ones that are satisfying and will tide you over until you can make like a full on meal. That's super smart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love how you always prepare ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) And look, sometimes it's in theory and sometimes it's reality, (laughs) but I'm also one to you know, get things that are pre-made like whenever I can, you know, like right now, like in LA sprouts, which I've never actually been to, but Instacart has sprouts and they have this incredible like hummus with like pre-cut and washed veggies. And like the hummus happens to be like phenomenal. And it's like such a great snack or like I mentioned the Urban Remedy Caesar salad. Those are quick, easy ones that, that you can get. Yeah, you guys have a lot of really good options out there. (laughs) Very very spoiled in LA. (laughs) But we can get a gun wherever we want. Yeah, so, you know. They actually have vending machines. (laughs) We can just... The airport. (laughs) On both sides of security. Like, they don't don't care. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for all that. Until next time, where can people find you? On social media, at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. Wonderful. Thank you. Instructors in the news. Jess King and Sophia Eurista have had their baby. They have a new baby. I believe it's pronounced Isa. I'm not going to try to pronounce her full name because I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> uh, but she was born on July 15th at 1 a.m. after more than 20 hours of labor. And she weighed in at seven pounds, 13 ounces. And we send love and congrats to the family. Hannah Corbin's husband was injured in a bicycle accident. Yeah. So um, a lot of people were don't know, but I'm just going to make sure people have heard it, that he is one of the Team Wilpers coaches. And uh, so he rides bikes a lot. And when he was out training, he was hit. We don't know, you know, exactly how it all went down. Sure. But we do know that he sustained injuries, including a collapsed lung. We also know he's going to be just fine. And he is home and recuperating. Well, we wish him the best. We do. People Magazine talked to Adrian Williams this week about taking an eight-week break after his surgery. Yeah, so he had to step away for two months while he was healing. And it was an old injury that required him to get it to get a surgery, to have it fixed, and then he had to heal from that. Uh, and so he kind of goes through all of those steps and why that was important. And speaking of People Magazine, they're just on a Peloton roll. They talked to Ben Aldis 
about how having melanoma helped him support Leanne through her breast cancer. Yeah, I mean, you don't meet, you don't, I know a lot of us don't know these instructors personally, but we have actually met both of them. You don't meet a lot of people in their 30s as a couple that have both had cancer. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so I, I mean, it's I, unfair that they both had cancer. It is incredibly unfair. It's a fair point that you're making. Just didn't want to get yelled at. I know. <laughs> I, I totally know. But I, I thought it was it was a really interesting thing. I remember when I first heard that Leanne had cancer, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, Ben had cancer too. That's just kind of crazy that right. they're both young and healthy, and they take care of themselves, and they both ended up with cancer. But uh, it also... Their young and healthy ways are going to help them, have helped them both beat cancer. Right. And uh, they are well on their way to Leanne being back to normal. I know she's been doing all the things and she's been cleared. So she's she's still doing treatments, I believe. Also this week, uh, Ben was answering questions on his Instagram story. People have been asking a lot when he and Leanne are going to get married because they had gotten engaged way back when when uh, Ali Love got married, that's how long ago wow, that was, they got engaged. Yeah. But then Leanne got sick, and then she had to do all the chemo sure. and everything. You and don't want to get you know you want to have that big, huge, fun, fancy ceremony when you're fully just, healthy. Yeah, and just focus on yeah. getting healthy. You know, kind of one thing at a time. And uh, so they are saying that the wedding date is pending. They have not given us a date yet. Gotcha. Uh, and also been announced that he will be returning to the U.S. studio several times or a few more times before the end of this year. Look at that. Mm-hmm. This is great news for Australian users. Today is. is headed your way. Now, I guess it's just one city that Australia is a pretty big country. Massive hunk of land. <laughs> but she will be at least in your hemisphere. Yeah. So she's going to be uh, there on August 12th at the City to Surf Expo in the Horndern Pavilion. Now, my understanding is this is a really, really big event in Australia. Okay. So I think it's it's pretty big and, and of course it's open to the public. So anybody can go. There will be photo opportunities and uh then you will be able to meet Tune Day, which I mean, she is she is just a joy to yeah, talk to. For sure. Yeah. And also like again, if you live in Australia, like you don't get a lot of the Peloton instructors no. in your way. It's so far away. So this is a great opportunity. It is. We have reason to believe that perhaps Alex Toussaint is recording his book narration. And that reason is that he posted it okay. on Instagram stories because this is him doing it right Oh, here. I just thought it was him in front of a mic and people were drawing No, no, because I just captured a still image for this ah. because video doesn't play very well. For sure. Um, but uh, he, he was actually narrating the book here. And if you'll notice, he like it says day one and he added Macmillan. Ah. Tom doesn't understand the Instagram. I don't. Yeah. I've, it's like I feel about Twitter and I just absolutely abhor Twitter now. Like I, I don't yes. even want to post there. It's the worst. It's a dumpster fire. It I, is. Wait, it's X now. And whatever. Yeah, it's like an X platform that I use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it's like your ex-wife. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so he is recording the book. So if you like your audiobooks, Alex's book will be read to you by Alex. Alex. Ta-da. There have been a lot of shakeups with College Game Day, but Jess Sims will be returning. Yes, yes, she's going to be. So So I don't even know how long these seasons go. I know I should know that. But I'm assuming that it's just for the 
the season of college football, and then when that's over, okay, then then it wraps up and it starts back up. Like as kids are going back to school, then the colleges will play the football again. All right. Well, it says here that it starts September second, uh, and it's going to be the first. The first uh, game is Charlotte versus South Carolina, so that's where she'll be. Okay. Sports. Yeah. Huzzah. Yeah. Speaking of Jess Sims. She and will, sports. And sports, because <laughs> everyone enjoys our sports insights. Yeah. She will be a coach for Dribble for Dreams. Yeah, it's a charity basketball game. Uh, it's going to be held at Fordham University on August 19th, and uh, Johnny Bryant is going to be the other coach, so they're going to be going up against each other. Um, and each team will feature uh, women's NBA and men's NBA stars, celebrities, and influencer. And then they're going to bring together supporters of the Precious Dreams Foundation. So all of the, the money will go toward that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. The New York Times, that's some fanciness. Oh, yeah. Talked to Aditi Shaw about the benefits of morning meditation. There are a lot of benefits to morning meditation. There really are. I would just fall right back asleep. No, no, it's great. So whatever, because like if you're just a little awake, right, just right. a little, then what happens is you're going to, you can then like really start the day off in a positive mindset. You just gave yourself a couple minutes of quiet before the insanity of the day begins. I love it. Well, if you uh, have a subscription in the New York Times or free articles left this month, <laughs> you can go check that out. Yeah. It'll be in our newsletter, too. Yes. The link, not the actual story. Just the link. Yeah. Emma Lovewell was on the Hurdle podcast. Yeah. So if you want to get more of her, that's where that's at. Episode 259. And speaking of podcasts, Christine Diercole was on the self-care unit uh, for Mental Health Matters. Yeah. And uh, she was talking, I believe she was talking about her word shops and things like that. So... This is a, a great way to hear more about Christine's workshops, if you haven't before. By the time you hear this, Susie Chan will have hosted an Instagram Live where she's answering all of your questions, especially about uh, bad water specifically, because that was a hell of a trek. Yeah, 135 miles. Yeah, she's going to be doing it on July 27th at 7.30 p.m. UK time. So it's like one o'clock in the morning here. But she's going to be answering questions about bad water and running in general. So... That's pretty darn cool. I love Susie Chan. I'm a fan. I, I don't know if you know that. I have noticed. Okay. Just making sure. We have some instructors celebrating Peloton anniversaries. Emma Lovewell, who we mentioned last week, and you had said at the time, Dennis Morton's must be coming up. They were both celebrating six years at Peloton this week. Yeah, that's so crazy to me because <laughs> I just remember that it was six years ago that we started the podcast yeah. and we they were some of the very first instructors we interviewed. So yeah. it's pretty cool. You can listen to their interviews. We still have them over on theclipout.com. Also, Bex Gentry is celebrating five years with Peloton. That's so crazy. Uh, I love Bex. She's amazing. Took a class with her today. Took a tread class. And you got a shout out. I got a shout out. <laughs> She's the best. Also, Marcel Maurer is celebrating two years. Well, congrats to Marcel, to Bex, to Emma, and Dennis. Like, congrats to all of you guys. And it's it would not be Peloton without these amazing instructors. It really wouldn't. So it's really cool. 
Tobias Hines is offering advice for taking his 75-minute run. That's almost like bad water. <laughs> uh, you know, don't forget that Tobias is tackling his own mega run in the Rockies coming up pretty soon. Yes. Uh, and so uh, he is joining, he's having people join him for his first 75-minute 2010s rock run. Now, it's going to be in German, but it will have subtitles on demand. It's going to be uh, airing. The original live class is going to be on August 2nd. But we now, this means that we are going to have three 75-minute run classes at Peloton, which I'm really stoked about. (laughs) It also, I have to say, this is really cool. Helper B. Darcy reached out to Tobias and asked for some tips, and he provided her with some tips exclusive to the clip-out. And uh, that was really cool to see, too, that he was kind and nice and answered her uh, and and provided some tips. And I don't know if you want to scroll down. Yeah, for sure. So he has things like make sure you fuel for the road. You want to make sure that you have electrolytes in your drink, some carbs like a banana that's pre-cut, energy gels and sweets, and uh, run slow. So if you're going to be going for 75 minutes, you want to make sure and take it slow. You're not trying to go fast. I am really good at killing that. Like got I that have down. Got it. Uh, and Eating then and going slow. Yeah. We're good at that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. true. Uh, and then engage with the community. If you're worried about being bored by a slow pace, make sure you interact with the community. Give as many high fives as you can get. I totally agree with him. I love seeing a group, a room full of friends. I love when I hop in a class and everybody's high five in each other. It makes me so happy. Uh, he also talks about visualizing your finish. Uh, and he says, last but not least, have the picture of yourself finishing the 75 minutes in your head. Nothing is more motivating than your personal pick of success. Can't wait to run with y'all. Dr. Jen says this too. Visualize what you're about to do and have a positive image in your head. And it helps you during those very difficult moments of 75 minutes. It's not easy. So everyone who's going to do this, Uh, I am excited for you. I wish you luck, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to be there. That would be so much fun if we could all run together, even in German. I won't know what he's saying, but uh, I'll know the basics. You'll you'll feel it in spirit. I will. Yes. I will. Well, thank you, Tobias, for all that great information, and good job, Darcy. Yeah. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Angelo from MetPro. He's answering your questions this week. He's going to talk to us about dealing with body changes brought on by perimenopause. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these 
I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the <laughs> best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of a Zoom tube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey guys, great to see you. So Likewise. good to see you too. Uh, yet another question. This one is from Julie Ann. She says that she's struggling with battling body changes due to perimenopause and switching to more weight slash functional workouts. You know, this is one of your favorite topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like so, uh, every woman chimed in on this. <laughs> Yeah. Don't shy away from the resistance training. That is your fountain of youth, especially as you head towards menopause. Because what happens is um, women, all of us, men also um, at that age, but particularly women are even more sensitive to it because of hormonal changes with menopause. And so what will happen is your body composition will change as you hold less muscle mass. So what will typically happen is even somebody holding about the same weights will notice their body composition shifts. An exceptional way of combating that is resistance training. And to the extent that it's safe and healthy for you, everyone's in a different spot, you know, train with a measure of intensity. Now, I, the disclaimer is I have clients where intensity is, you know, doing the hill when they walk the dog. That's intensity for them. Then I have other clients where intensity is squatting their body weights or twice their body weight. So, you know, that you have to determine where you're at. But if you can have some form of resistance training with appropriate to you intensity, what that's going to do is trigger a hormonal and musculoskeletal response that's going to maintain even at lean mass. So keep it up. Now, what we also notice is it is true. Metabolism shifts as we get older. It's not in our head. That does <laughs> actually happen. We can combat that. It's not a death sentence. You can absolutely combat that. Even just a little bit more aerobic activity on top of the resistance training can make a difference, but it can't outpace the raw diet. So your food has to be clean. So what I caution you against, uh, Ju uh, it was Julianne you said? Yes. I'd caution against at this phase of your life, the, the get lean quick schemes, which they are, they're plentiful. So <laughs> don't view this as a sprint. View this as a long distance race. Eat clean, nourish your body, and so one of the ways you could do that is actually eat more frequently. So the opposite of intermittent fasting, right? And it's not that there isn't science around that also in a time and place. But in this case, what you want to do is recondition your metabolism to pick up some ground it may have lost. And by eating frequently the right stuff, but frequent meals throughout the day can actually add to your base metabolic rate and it may enable you to actually consume more cal more calories without gaining body fat. But it's one of those, you know, implement with caution. 
So if somebody is eating the wrong things more frequently, if they're eating McDonald's and instead of eating three times a day, they eat it five times a day, that's not going to work out in your favor. I'm speaking to the ones who likely reach out to me and they're like, well, what do I do? I'm at a point where I'm already eating clean, I'm already exercising, and then I review what they're eating, and they're skipping breakfast and eating a light lunch, and then eating fairly clean for dinner and maybe a little bit of something indulgent in the evening. Overall, their calories are low. Overall, they're managing their carbs. Overall, they're eating clean, but they're not necessarily eating in a way that's reconditioning or reminding their metabolism to run faster and run faster for more hours of the day. And if your goal is short-term weight loss, if you're like, oh, I blew it for a weekend and I just need to, you know, a day or two to get back where I was, that's a whole different story from I'm seeing a trend in my body that's being triggered hormonally over the last months and years that I want a long-term solution for. That solution is found by speeding your metabolism. Frequent meals more often include protein throughout the day. You can do plant-based or animal protein, depending on your personal preference and lifestyle. And you want to have intense but safe resistance training. It's a regular feature. And then increase to the extent needed cardiovascular training to make up the difference to hold your body weight and composition where you want it to be. If you like a hand with that, I know that can be fairly technical, but <laughs> this is this is the stuff that we teach people how to do. But those are the basics that you can implement on your own at home. And if they can teach me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we teach Tom to do it. Anybody can do it. <laughs> One would think. You didn't have to chime in quite so readily there. Well, but... Uh, Call them like I see them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and and so if they would like that hand holding, where can they where can they get their hand held? <laughs> Metro.co slash TCO. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Past guest update. A fun past guest update from Andrea Barber. You I might, love her. You might remember her as Kimmy Gibbler on Full House <laughs> or Kimmy Gibbler on Fuller House. <laughs> I was, loved both so she, much. She was also recently in Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> she was. The, the new the GAC network. No, um, it was that other one, like, like you could, well, maybe it was GAC, it was but GAC you could watch it on Friendly. That's how you could watch it. Oh, okay. So um, uh, she is maybe the guest we had the most response to. People <laughs> loved Oh my gosh, she Andy, was so Gilbert. funny. She was great. She's so awesome. funny. So she has a new podcast coming out with Jody Sweeten, and there it's one of it's, this is very popular right now. Uh, the rewatch podcast where cast members of a show rewatch the show that you know them from, and then talk about each episode week to week, and that's great for something like Full House because there are a ton of episodes because it ran for what seven or eight years and then Fuller House ran for five seasons but Netflix seasons so that's more like two and a half in network years it's like doing dog age math <laughs> but uh but yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Anyway, the podcast is called, because you never said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How rude tanneritos. There we I go. love it. <laughs> I would have felt like an idiot saying that. I don't care. So I'll let you say it. How rude tanneritos. <laughs> so perfect. Absolutely. Scott Jenkins, who was just on the show just a few episodes ago, 
uh, completed his 200-mile ultramarathon, which I think he should sue them for false advertising because it says here that it's actually 217 miles. Okay, but he also came in 19th place overall. How is that? How is that even possible? And he's in the in the process of that became the first Welshman to finish the race. That's so cool. But keep in mind, he's doing the triple crown. So he's doing three of these 200 mile races in like like 75 days. So this is number one. Uh. He's got another one coming up in just a couple of weeks. So we will be following him and cheering him on. I am so, so happy for him. This is not easy. Like I cannot, I cannot even wrap my head around it. Like I was already like 135 miles. Yeah. What? And then 200 three times in a row. What? 217. Okay, but still. No, I think we're really losing sight of the fact that they told you you were going to run 200, and then they practically tacked another marathon on top of it. <laughs> like that's. It's only 17 yeah. when you've oh. already done 200. Okay, I'm at 200 miles. Oh, we were kidding. <laughs> We just got one more marathon we need you to sneak in. That's just a little over a half, Tom. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. (laughs) Congrats to Scott Jenkins. Yes. What an accomplishment. And don't forget, he is raising money for uh, the Smile. uh, It's called Smile Something London or UK. Operation Smile in London. So if you haven't had a chance to donate to that, this is a great opportunity because he's he's doing this yes. for charity. So please make sure you do that. It's over on the clip out. We put it on all of our socials so you can you can find it. If you have trouble, reach out. I will send you the information. Peloton Artist Collaboration. People can't get enough of Barbie, or at least most people. Uh, <laughs> I well, freaking loved this movie. This movie was great. And uh, if you if you can't get enough of Barbie and you want to hear three dudes, one of whom is me talking about Barbie for an hour, you can check out Real Spoilers because that's the movie du jour over there. So uh, if you want to hop over there and hear my full thoughts on Barbie, have at it. But uh, in short, it was a blast. God, it was. I have not laughed at a movie that much in years. And it had a great playlist. And it's so fun because Peloton is, of course, teaming up. And they are going to have several classes set to Barbie the album. Uh, And I really, really enjoyed the soundtrack to this. I really enjoyed everything about this movie. Uh, If... If you like women's liberation (laughs) in any way, shape, or form, if you appreciate women, you should really, really check this movie out. I loved, I cannot believe Mattel let them make this movie. It's crazy. It is. I'm also a little disappointed that this playlist does not have push by matchbox 20 on it oh my god it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't it i just scrolled to through have that that should at least be your cooldown. it should to be it the should push by matchbox yeah. 20 and if you haven't seen the movie yet just wait oh. that will make sense i hope you smile as you watch the movie as yes. much as i did and if you can't get enough motley crew and who can't i mean really yeah they're so great. I bet Pamela Anderson has probably had enough of them. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. But uh, if you can't get enough Motley Crue, they have added a whole bunch of Motley Crue classes. Well, yeah. There's even more. There are more. And also, we talked about uh, Tobias earlier. He's going to have his first English run to this band. How exciting is that? He's going to be doing a 30-minute live run. 
and new artists have been added to the Outdoor Reloaded collection. So many artists. ABBA, Imagine Dragons, Kigo, Miley Cyrus, Red Hot Chili Peppers, all kinds of stuff. So um, if you haven't gotten a chance to do some outdoor classes, now is the time, although it's a billion degrees outside. Mm-hmm. So maybe wait till the fall. But uh, definitely, definitely do not sleep on these classes. In case you missed it. Once again, we reached out to listeners and asked them what their top five classes of the week were. And once again, at least five of them responded. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of people responded. I love how excited people get talking about their favorite classes. The ones that came up this week were Ross Rayburn's 20-minute relaxing meditation from October. Uh, Karen Marquez. Hi, Karen. Uh, she, She says that uh, this that she was listening to this while supporting a friend in need. Uh, and there was a, a person that she knew that was going through a tough time and she had him listen to this or had them listen to this meditation. It helped a lot. And then there was the washing machine ride. This is back from March of 2020, 45 minute power zone ride with Matt Wilpers. This is indeed the kind of class that makes power zones legendary. People have talked about this for years and it's still coming up. It's 2023 in July, and we are still talking about this, but uh, people love this class. It's four blocks of 30-second zone five intervals, and the recovery time between those zone fives is only 30 seconds in three or zone three or four. So in other words, you feel like you're going to die the entire time. Oh, yay. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then there's a great gateway to Saturday 60s. This one is from April of 2023. Uh, this was a tread boot camp, 60-minute tread boot camp with Jess Sims. Debbie Gregg appreciates that this class is challenging, but not daunting. So <laughs> if you don't want to feel like you had your soul leave your body, but you do want to sweat it out for an hour, this is the class for you. Uh, and then we had a 30-minute advanced beginner run with Matt Wilpers, uh, and Jill Courtney really appreciated all of the overview that Matt gave. He talked about all the different types of run classes, endurance section, intervals, and hits. So he kind of did a little mini selection for people just getting to know the Peloton uh, library. And then finally, we had the 15-minute live from L.A. pop punk ride with Kendall Tool uh, and past guest Donna Carr loves the pop punk classes and the energy. And this one was amazing. It was also really cool because this class kicks off with a montage of the Peloton on tour L.A. And you can even spot special past guest Melody Balthazar cheering Kendall on from the High that? Five crew. Awesome. There is a new Power Zone FTP class. It's been a while. Yeah. So this is a big deal. To be able to do your FTP test, it's... Even I know that this is a big deal. (laughs) It is. And there's a warm-up ride dropping that day as well. So they're both dropping on July 28th. Which is the day this episode comes out. Yes, it is. And Matt is the instructor for both. Uh, And so if you have been putting off taking your new FTP, consider this the universe is signed to you. It's time. So how does that work? If you've taken the old FTP, mm-hmm. will this still be apples to apples? when you... Absolutely. Okay. So the idea is that every six to eight weeks you take a new right. one. I knew that. And uh, so basically the, the concept really doesn't change that much. It's just a different, hit. there's different music, there's different there you go. talking you through it, but you're still doing the same 
physical activity. You are. And, gotcha. and, and I think that one thing, yes, you can take the same one over and over again, and people do. But I will say that if you've listened to the same playlist while doing these tests 10 times in a row, yeah. dear God, you just want a fresh playlist. And sure. so having one of these drop is very exciting to people. Awesome. Peloton has added instructors to the Yen Yoga Collection. Yes, Kristen McGee, Chelsea Jackson Roberts, and Kira Michelle all are added. So uh, they're going to have, they all have classes out there in the collection now. All you have to do is go to the Yen Yoga Collection. Also, want to call out that uh, they are starting the Yen Yoga Collection classes in German, and Nico Sarani taught her first one this week. So, all kinds of new stuff happening. And I love that Peloton is making sure to add German classes as they add in these collections. It's very cool. Ross Rayburn and Toonday Wonder Twin Powers activate. Yes. Well, and this class came out a little bit ago. Like uh-huh. It's been a few weeks. But Helper B. Kelly, uh, she did a review on the Yoga for Writers class because she wanted to try it out. And she was just so impressed with how well these two connected in yeah. the class and how genuine it seemed, but also how helpful it seemed for writers in particular. So I love that Peloton is doing these and I love that they give uh, these instructors an opportunity to collaborate. Last week, we were anticipating the drop of the new Milestone collection. They had teased it. We thought it would be out in time. Well, they literally said the next day it yeah. was coming out and then something must have and happened. And they didn't. So, uh, But now... It has been officially announced. It has. And the cool part is uh, they added new milestones, 3,000, 4,000, all the way up to 5,000. So if you are looking for some milestone apparel and it's not sold out yet, go get it because it will. It will sell out. So get it while you can. Laura Pug's going to have to buy like nine of these. (laughs) Yes. And wear them all the same time. Right. You wear them all simultaneously. (laughs) She's going to look like somebody trying to avoid a checked baggage fee at the airport. She's going to look like Chandler and Joey yes. in that one episode. Yeah. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, Peloton apparel, the Little Word bracelets are back in stock. Yeah, these uh, they, they teased it over. Well, first of all, Allie Love had like all these bracelets on and they did this like little close up while she was on the Today Show the other day. And our team, our tipster team was instantly like they're coming back in, like <laughs> they are coming. And then like two days later, they posted over on Instagram, hey, uh, we're going to be we're going to be doing this. So they were being all cute and, and cheeky with their little teasers and Easter eggs. And then, boom, they were out and I got some. And now they're probably sold out again. Okay. Well, you got those, so you won't need one of those new color bikes. Well, these will match the bike, so I figure... Well, black matches everything. I keep telling you, even I know that. Well, black then, I don't, then I don't need the bike, but we can still go to Japan. <laughs> well, as soon as they open a store there... Okay. We will... As soon as they open a store. You guys heard it. You will, heard it. You we all heard it here. Look into that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was mid-sentence. <laughs> <laughs> don't you off me. <laughs> Peloton birthdays. And finally, birthdays have returned. It's been a while. Well, that's because it's August. It is the Peloton month du jour. Yes. So uh, it starts off with two people who no longer work there. But are part of the history of Peloton, and we love them anyway. Yes. And if you can't get enough of the history of Peloton, don't forget the Peloton timeline that we created and by we i mean you and diana nichols because we all know 
I didn't do it. Yes. And and uh, JV Nava is our first birthday gal. And her birthday is August 2nd. And the, and the second individual is Marion Roman. And her birthday is August 3rd. Both people uh, are, are celebrated in the timeline. So you can see that. Awesome. So happy birthday to both of you. Happy birthday. You're probably not listening because you've moved on. You do other things And the last now. thing you need to do is listen to this. But <laughs> we're saying it anyway. Yes. And thank you. We hope it shows up you in your Google alerts. Yes. Happy birthday. And coming up after this, our interview of the week, Christina Sandifer, who ran Big Sur with you. Well, and, we walked. Well, okay. Walked Big Sur with you. One of the best friends I could ever have. She's she's not just a listener. She is my dear, dear friend, and I love her. Yes, and we will talk to her coming up after this. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Christina Sandifer, who's done all the things. She's got a Peloton. She ran Big Sur with Crystal. Mm-hmm. And she even does the Met Pro. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not at the moment, but she's done. But she's the done Met the Pro. Met Pro. So, <laughs> do you got a tonal? Yeah, she's got a tonal. Okay. She was on the superset, Tom. Oh, and it all blurs together. Quickly, you forget. I, I know. forget very quickly. We're just going to go through all of our clients just to see. Do you have best fiends on your phone? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely not cool enough to know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's our very first sponsor. Yes. That's, that was our very first sponsor. I don't even have the color Peloton logo on my phone because I run Android. I was going to so. say, that's different. That's an Android thing. It makes you feel any better. I don't have it on my phone either. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. We've yeah, got, thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate <laughs> Thank you for being here. Like, like Chip and Dale. No, no, no. Thank you. No, no thank, thank you. Thank you. But I wanted to kind of go back in time and talk about your running journey a bit. But I also want to make sure before we go, we talk about your Peloton on tour experience. So we're going to cover a lot of topics here. But when I first started chatting with you a lot, a lot, a lot, we had this conversation about the fact that you did not feel like you were a natural runner, and that was due to some medical stuff, and I'll let you get into that. But I know you're in a very different place now, like with your running, so that's exciting. Look at that grin. She's so excited. <laughs> Although there are definitely days where I still question, am I really a runner? But I think that's like, as you all have said, I think that's what makes you a runner, right? That's how you know you're a runner when you're like, I'm not sure I am a runner. <laughs> yeah, I think if like if you're not a runner, like, oh, I'm not a runner. <laughs> Right. Like right. there's no gray area. So I think if there's gray area, then you're a runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I think that's right. So what got you interested in running to begin with? Yeah. Well, my fitness journey has been progressive. I, as you alluded, I have had some medical issues in my past and let's deal with them today. I have rheumatoid arthritis, but I was diagnosed when I was very, very young. I went into remission when I was about three. So that shows you how young I was when I, or maybe four, but I was very young when I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And growing up, I had a lot of joint issues. So like while kids were learning how to ride bikes and roller skate and rollerblade and everything else, 
I was like wearing knee pads when I was at leaps and bounds, Chuck E. Cheese type of places. And like, which of course is super nerdy when you're a little so cool. (laughs) The kids were like, like, you're the coolest kid here with your knee pads. And it really hasn't changed much as an adult. So, I mean, I don't wear the knee pads anymore, but don't really need to. And you can smell the nerd a mile away. But uh, (laughs) I'm showing so much restraint right now. I'm not making knee pad I, jokes. I just want credit I, for that. Okay. I appreciate that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it was one of those things where I was like, I was behind in learning how to do basic physical activities so that by the time I was cleared to do some of those things, you know how you are when you're a kid. If everybody else can ride a bike and you can't, you're embarrassed. So I did learn on my own, but I learned a little bit later. And I got most of my exercise as a kid riding bikes, actually, because my best friend and I would just do that until we got our driver's license. We just ride them to go everywhere. It was a different world back then when you could actually like ride your bike to stores and not worry about being murdered on the way or having your bike stolen. Well, we so, just didn't know we should be worried. That's true. They were still that. murdering. Ignorance, <laughs> ignorance was bliss. It's very true. But anyway, so as I got older, I got better, but also like then aging kicks in, right? So then you realize that things don't feel quite the way that they used to. And my philosophy has always just been, you got to keep moving. I think that especially with arthritis and I'm a lawyer, not a doctor. So here comes the disclaimer. Everyone's your mileage may vary. But for me, as bad as I would feel moving, I would feel worse if I didn't move and things atrophy. And so it was really just about keeping moving. And I motivate myself by having goals. So I said, well, okay, like, I'm going to start going to in-person fitness classes. And I started with bar. And if I show up and these people expect me to show up, that'll motivate me. And then I found Peloton. And that is when my whole world changed because I got the Peloton bike sight unseen. Uh, It just sounded like something cool. And it sounded like something that would motivate me because I could connect with people and I knew that I could ride a bike. So I got the bike. I mean, gosh, life-changing, right? And I got into, I did power zone stuff and I found my favorite instructors and I just all sorts of motivating things and did the Pelafondos when the pandemic hit, because that was a really great way to stay connected with a lot of people and ride insane amount of miles. (laughs) And I did the 200 miler. And I remember Tim, my husband was just like, Okay, I'll see you in 12 hours. And like, really, like 12 hours, right? And I don't know how long it took, something like that. And I think he like brought me Del Taco when I took a 30 minute break and he had it timed out just right. So he started to learn like, wow, she's going to get a little nutty about this fitness stuff. Then I started hiking because that was a great low impact sport that I could, I really liked the endurance stuff. So started hiking and went with a few coworkers to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim straight through. So we did it, woke up real early in the morning, all the way through. How long back. is that? So it is, I think it's like 23.5 miles or something like that. It's a little bit less than a marathon, but the elevation is what really does for, it. For sure. I wasn't discounting it. I was just, I yeah. have no frame of reference <laughs> for how long that is. I'll tell you when you're standing on the side of it or even looking down from a plane, doesn't seem that long, but when you're in it, you're like, this just keeps going and going. <laughs> I will say it's beautiful. I mean, if you've been to the Grand Canyon, you know how beautiful it is, but it's okay. It's. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess it's okay. (laughs) I mean, it's really just a giant crack. It's marketing. It was originally like pretty good canyon. And then they were like, nobody's going to come see that. Yeah. 
Tom, how else do we get people to come to Arizona? It's 117 right. degrees today. We, yeah. have to, we have to do something to attract people. <laughs> that and all the weird drugs in Sedona. Like, that's it. <laughs> That is true, which you can hit on the way up to the Grand Canyon and make it a fun time. So you go to Sedona and then astral project your way to the Grand Canyon. (laughs) That's a a really good point. Stop and buy some crystals. Yeah, Yeah, but I did it the hard way and I was not on drugs, but walked all the way across that canyon. And it like it was cool because I read some statistics somewhere about the number of people that visit the canyon. And it's like less than a percent that hike room to rim. And it's even fewer than that that actually do it all the way through without camping in between. It's not that I'm a badass. It's that I don't like to camp. So I was just like, look, if we're going to do this thing, I'm going to sleep in a bed when I'm done. So <laughs> let's just do the whole thing. Yeah, and be whenever done. I see the like go into the Grand Canyon, I'm like, at some point, I think you got to poop in a bucket and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. I'm out. Yeah. Like not doing yeah. it. No, but you got to sign up a long time in advance if you want to do the donkey thing. Like it's very limited the number of people that they can accommodate. And they have all these rules that are like because national parks, a lot of people don't realize this. They are exempt from ADA regulations. And so they do not have to follow any ADA rules because they don't want them to make any modifications to the natural landscape. So they're like, they weigh you before you get on the donkey. There's no handrails. It's like, it's a whole thing. Just to be clear though, Christina like walked the whole thing. No, but let me tell you, Tom, those things I have grown to hate because they're probably lovely for the people riding them. But when you are hiking, the Grand Canyon and some of those, it can get real narrow yeah. on that path in some places. And those burrows, I mean, they know they got the right of way. Yeah. Like, even if they're supposed to have the right of way, they have the right yeah, of way. They know you're a lawyer. Me. Call yourself. What are you going to do? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, you got to flat yourself up against the wall and they're like crapping all over the path and like looking at you no like bucket for them. <laughs> yeah. They don't got to poop in a bucket. How do you navigate that, though? Because don't you have a big pack on your back, too? Or I guess not yeah, since you weren't well, camping. Since it's not overnight, I carried four liters of water because that's another thing, right? Like it. I mean, so at the top, it's like 40 degrees when you start. But at the bottom, it's 100. And so you have to have a lot of water. There are places to refill water, but not often. And so some of them, you can't guarantee that they're going to work sometimes seasonally or if they have problems like the spigots won't work. And so you got to carry a lot of water. So it's a, it's a decent sized pack. And how did we navigate it? I don't know. I guess it was that or fall over the side. <laughs> you know, people do every year. From so. what I've read, if you're riding those burrows, it can be very disconcerting because they tend yeah. to walk on the outside of the trail. Yeah. So they're not against yeah. the wall. They're against the part where like, if no, you, I'm against the wall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And so if you're riding one, it feels like you're going to fall off the whole time. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I have a fear of heights. That's another reason I wanted to do this, actually, is to kind of face that. But there are some points on that hike because the canyon sort of staggers down. But there are some points where you're walking and it's just like a drop off the side. And I mean, like, I really had to focus on like just keep going because it was pretty freaky. So I don't think I'd actually be able to turn over control to a burrow and <laughs> let it, those decisions for me. I just... I don't know. Anyway, this is not what we were supposed to be talking about. But we got. That's how it works. That's what we do. But anyway, what really like that kind of solidified for me that endurance athletics was something that I really enjoyed. I mean, one it was better for my joints, better for my body. 
but it really just made me feel fulfilled. I felt like I could look back at that and say like, hey, this girl who, when I was a little kid, I was told likely I'd end up wheelchair, probably couldn't ride a bike, definitely wasn't going to be running or anything like that. I just made it across the Grand Canyon. That's pretty cool. And so it's decided, okay, I want to keep hiking. Like maybe I can hike. I had hiked like the highest peak in Arizona and that was fun. And then I thought, what hiking can I do next? Training for hikes in Phoenix in the summer is rough because of how hot it gets here. So that's when I got the Peloton tread. It was because I thought, well, I can do hikes. I can work on incline indoors. And also it was just an excuse to have another piece of Peloton equipment. <laughs> let's be honest. I appreciate familiar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, you saved money from all the walking I, you would have to do outside. I, him, I don't think he can do that math, like the fake math, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they charge you but, money to walk outside. But <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I got the tread. And then one day, I don't know, it was sort of like a Forrest Gump moment, right? I just felt like running. And I was like, I don't know. Let's try this. Let's see what this is like. And I picked a short running class. And it was hard, but I made it. I made it through. And so then right around that time, Crystal, was when you were starting to look to work with people who were interested in like pursuing fitness goals. And I reached out to you and said, hey, I think I'd like to run a marathon. And I had done a couple of a little bit after that because I had done a few local like shorter races. And you got to pick that next goal to keep yourself getting out of bed and doing the run. And so we started working together and you helped me complete a goal that, I mean, I'm still, I never thought I'd be able to do it. I ran the Disney marathon and finished it, didn't stop, felt great when I was done. And then you and I have been running together ever since. So it's <laughs> been a wild ride, but I'll tell you, and to be clear, again, I got cleared to be able to do this stuff from the doctor, but I do think the science, or at least our understanding of how rheumatoid arthritis works is a little bit different now. I think back then they were just so concerned about doing anything, you know, that would hurt your joints because of course the disease is autoimmune and your body essentially attacks itself and it wrecks, it takes the cartilage out of your joints. And I have a knee that is basically bone on bone. And so you can understand why they're reticent to have people do a higher impact sport. But there's been a lot of studies that have shown that when you do that, you build bone density, you build strength, you build muscles so that, you know, they protect your joints. We have much better shoes now, better equipment. So I think it's about listening to your body, working with your doctors, but just kind of like not letting people, not accepting that first, you can't do such and such. I think when somebody tells you, you absolutely can't, you know, maybe it's not good for you, but it's worth kind of seeing if you can. And you were a big part of showing me that I could. And also Peloton, Bex Gentry and Susie Chan were also a big part of that. Bex, even though she's such a beast of a runner, she's so down to earth and accessible. And she has a lot of messages about like, hey, anybody can run and forward is a pace. And if you're moving forward, you're putting one foot in front of the other, you're a runner. And that helped me. And then Susie, I was so surprised to learn with all of her amazing accomplishments that she started running later than I did, basically, or around the same time in her late 30s. And heck, look what she's doing now. So she said it's never too late. And it's true. It wasn't. It's so inspiring when you see people doing things that you've always wanted to do. And Susie is another instructor that is also super down to earth. And I think when you see these instructors doing these amazing things, but then they're talking to you just like a normal person and you ask questions and they answer, it just feels like you can do that. And you did do that. And 
I just have to say, not only after you ran the marathon at Disney, like what, three days later, it was a little longer than that. But like you turned around and ran another marathon, like right after that. <laughs> uh, so back when we were talking about training toward a marathon, I had, I feel like I'm one of those people that if I sign up for something, I don't tend to back out. So I signed up way earlier than I needed to for the rock and roll marathon in Phoenix. That'll be fun because they've got music on the course and something to distract you and Nice time of the year in Phoenix. It's actually lovely in January because it's like 60s, 70s, so perfect weather. Then I got into the Disney Marathon, which is you never know who you're going to get in. It's very tough to get into anything Disney, right? It's like one of those things where you got four different devices open. And, and so when I got in, I thought, well, I'll just drop down, either drop down to the have or just defer to the next year, or get a refund, whatever. And I wasn't able to do any of those things. It was like a no refund policy. And so I said, well, I'll just keep it on there. It's a sunk cost. And if I feel like trying it, I will. And if not, I won't. And I think two days before it was raining, which you have to understand, it does not really rain in Phoenix very much. <laughs> and I've grown quite accustomed since I've been here so long to it not raining. And I get real grumpy when it rains. And so <laughs> it was raining and it was supposed to rain the day of the marathon. And it did rain the day of the marathon. And I had never run in the rain before. I don't like being outside, like being wet. And I remember like doing a little shakeout run because I hadn't run at all since the previous Sunday during the marathon. It was like Friday and I did a little run and I felt like crap. And I just said to Tim, I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going. I'm not going to go pick up my bib. Forget it. Like I already did a marathon. What do I have to prove? And then a friend of mine, who's also a Peloton, it was going to be his first marathon and he was signed up and I texted him. I said, I don't think I'm going to go. And he's like, yeah, do whatever you got to do. And then I just thought about it. I'm like, this is his first marathon. I'd love to be there for it. And also like, he's going to be there and I'm not hurting. I'm just whiny. So like, <laughs> well, what did I and so I texted him the next day because I drove out to get my bib and I texted him a picture of it. And he's like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll see him tomorrow morning, bright and early. And I thought like, look, if I don't finish, I don't finish. Like I won't be stupid. If I hurt, I'll stop. But why not? And made it. It was definitely slightly less enjoyable than the first one. I felt real good. This one, I felt pretty tired by the end, but nothing hurt, like made it and got to cross the finish line with him on his first marathon, which was super exciting. And that's, so that's really cool. And I think a testament to your training and also just like you were already in such amazing shape. And I can understand why that was such a big dream for you to go after doing a marathon after you had done all these other big things. Like it was just kind of like, but I want to do this too. But you were already in such amazing shape. And I think you had been kind of training for it that whole time. You just didn't yeah. know it. <laughs> That's the cool thing about Peloton, I think, because I didn't say this. And that actually occurred to me just recently. Somebody had said to me, we all get like jealous of each other's paces or accomplishments. Or it's funny how people will say to me, God, I wish I could do that. And I think, I don't think what I'm doing is that great. I wish I could do what somebody else. But they had said to me, it's crazy that you were able to do these things and that you are now have a new goal coming up for another marathon when you haven't been running that long. And I said, it's true that I haven't been running that long, but I've been like prepping for running for quite a long time. Like you said, I mean, sitting on a bike 
all day doing a Pelafondo or hiking. Two, 200 or miles is no joke. It's like not that's, nothing. Yeah. It's not nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's indoors. It's not on the road. It's I, not like, I mean, there, the I, have my air conditioning. I hear excuses. I hear all the things. <laughs> no, you did it. But it's a lot of mental training too. I think that is what people don't realize until they get into it is, I mean, I love what it does for my body. I love how it makes me feel. I feel better now in my life than I ever have before. But what I really enjoy is pushing through. I mean, when you start something that's going to be long, you know, and might be steady state. So it might be kind of boring. Just the mental slog of how am I going to get through the next two, three, four, five, six hours, plus whatever it is that you're doing and working on like being in your head and being okay with that. I love, I mean, that's very painful sometimes, but I love the challenge. And I think it has just mellowed me out in life outside of exercise I think I have become a little bit more go with the flow than my type A personality used to be. So, <laughs> so when will that start for you, Crystal? Um, <laughs> is that a universal occurrence? No, nope, it's just oh, Christina. Okay. Well, if you interview my husband, he probably would disagree. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim and Tom are kind of twinsies, so. <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious the day we discovered that. <laughs> I had this picture of the four of us inside a tree, a redwood tree. And I didn't even notice when you put it up, but then somebody commented that they look like siblings and they really did the glasses and the facial hair. And I think you were both wearing a hat. I can't remember, but it was like, it really did look like doppelgangers. It was it did. We did in that picture. I feel like we don't in real life, but in that I picture agree. we did. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I would agree with that, but it was just funny because Tim and Tom, there's only one letter different. I yeah. and so I, I teased Christina. We married the same man. <laughs> And I don't have to use the knee pads anymore. So there you go. <laughs> well, my condolences to Tim. <laughs> you started it. Well, technically you started it out. It was a callback. Yes. You know? This is true. She's right. <laughs> And you mentioned you have another marathon new goal that's coming up. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm going to run the Chicago Marathon in October and I'm currently on week five of training. And before I was just wanted to finish and now I would like to finish faster than I did before. So, well, my second marathon was actually faster than my first one, probably just because I wanted it to be done. <laughs> but, but this one, I want to do even faster than the second one. And so I've been following just a basic training plan. And I'll tell you the long runs. So I've never done a fall marathon, of course. It was winter before. And one thing it didn't occur to me is that then I'd be running through Phoenix heat in the summer. So thank God for the tread. I mean, I'm doing long runs outside because you're not going to do 20 miles on a, on a treadmill, though. I know you did, Crystal. I, and I, that's I, a whole different kind of mental <laughs> I'm just stubborn. Yes, <laughs> I will. Yeah, Ouch. that was amazing. So I've been training for that and it's been going really well. I've been doing this. Another thing I really like about having a Peloton tread is I've been doing the speed work inside just because even if you wake up at 4.30 in the morning here right now, I mean, our lows are 90 in the 90s. That's the low. <laughs> so you go outside and it's 90 and it's actually slightly humid now. I mean, not the kind of humidity that most of the country experiences, but because we do get monsoon season. And so it just feels like crap. It's hard to hit the paces you want to hit in speed work when you're in that kind of weather. But also I like on the treadmill, you set the pace and then you have to keep up with it unless you turn it down. 
And so I like to put Beck's classes on because she is chatty and I like that she's chatty. She will just talk about TV shows she's watching or just different experiences she's had, races she's run. And that helps distract my mind so I can listen to her talk about those things while I'm dying because I'm running really fast. And it's just very like, it's entertaining, it's distracting. And then, but then I'm also like inside in the air conditioning, which just helps a little bit. It absolutely, a little bit, a lot. That seems like (laughs) that would be very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a fan of the air conditioning. Yes, you are. You are a fan. Although I feel bad because I will set it to like, I don't know, I'll drop it down a couple of degrees from where it usually is just because I know I'm going to get real warm when I'm running speed intervals. And I'll come downstairs and Tim will be like wrapped up in like three robes, like going like this. (laughs) There have been times. I was like, we really did marry the same man. (laughs) There there have been times where it's August and she has the fireplace on because she likes the fire. Okay. But the air conditioning. There have also been times in the winter where she's left the fireplace on so long it's triggered the air conditioner. And I'm like, it's January. Why is our air conditioner on? I think it's time to turn the fireplace on. If we had a fireplace. No, because I like it to be cool at night, but then I will wear a sweatshirt to bed. And and people will be like, why don't you just turn like the air up a little bit and then not the temperature up a little bit, not wear the sweatshirt. But I don't know. I feel like it's good to, I don't want to, I like the cold air and then just to be cozy. Yeah. I don't know. It's cozy. I don't know, but I feel like somebody's going to hear that. I'm going to get yelled at for bad conservation. Yeah, there's, there's an environmentalist <laughs> who's outraged. I know. You, right now. you know what? As soon as I said that, I'm like, well, we're all getting canceled. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first thing that got me canceled. So. I, uh, <laughs> I have tried to pare back on that a little bit this summer. I've I like I did raise all of my little times during the day because I have four different zones, if you will. Those different time frames, I raised all of them up one degree. I feel like. That was a big move for me. That was like <laughs> incrementalism. It's even like paces on a treadmill. Sometimes hitting just 0.1 more doesn't make a huge, like it doesn't feel like a huge difference to your body, but it's obviously a significant speed difference in the sense that it'll cut time off what you're doing. It'll make you go faster. And sometimes you can just push it just a little bit more. And then like, hey, look at how much more ground you've covered. And she, so. In her defense, she has not turned on the fireplace since June. I didn't turn it on in June. I did not. You're such a liar. <laughs> and it's a gas fireplace and it just flips on and off real easy. So it's, it's like, not you know, like. I, I think everybody knows I'm not out there chopping wood. <laughs> like that's it's very off brand for me if I was it's out true. there chopping wood. That's true. Fire is discouraged out here. So yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 That makes sense. I don't have any of that. <laughs> you can come feel our fireplace someday. Yeah. <laughs> there are fires burning in the state, but just not ones that like ones that we're trying to put out. Yeah. Right no, that's a whole different fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you went to one of the Peloton on tour stops. I see because you're wearing the shirt so you can rub Crystal's face in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crystal has goodies on her way to her, so oh. I didn't forget about her. I still have mail I need to send to you, and I have goodies to send to you. So The way the mail is these days, you could have told me you sent it two months ago, and I would have believed you that it just wasn't here yet. I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hasn't gotten there yet? What happened? That damn post office. Time to revive the Pony Express. <laughs> <laughs> We cut off your question, Tom. Sorry. Oh, no. I just thought she would like to share 
her Peloton on tour experience with us. Yes. So I lucked out. So I went to Peloton on tour LA, which was the very first stop. And I lucked out because before they had even announced the locations and the dates, I had already planned on being in LA that weekend for my best friend's birthday. And we had some plans Saturday night. And so LA is not that far from Phoenix anyway. So honestly, I probably would have tried to go anyhow, but I was already going to be there. So I thought this is great and was not able to get into all the things because typical with Peloton and with especially popular Peloton events, they all sold out very quickly. In fact, I had things in my cart that sold out before I clicked purchase, but also I was happy I was able to do a couple because I am fortunate that I have been to the studio a decent amount of times. I both the old studio and the new studio. And so I didn't want to push it. I feel like there's a lot of people that haven't even been able to do that. So, but the two things that I got to do, I got to do the walk and talk and I got to do the high five crew, which is Outside of live taping, it's not the people that did the actual behind the scenes in the taping, but it's like the people that get to stand outside and watch the taping. And it really kind of felt like when you see people on like the Today Show or Good Morning America, whatever, standing outside. But so the the first thing, the walk and talk, that was on Friday and mine was at nine o'clock. And stupid me, I decided that because I was so excited to be in like cooler weather, even though it was apparently a heat wave for Los Angeles, it was 90 something. But I was like, that's our overnight low. <laughs> it was like 68 in the morning. So I said, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to start in Santa Monica and I'm going to run the coast, which Crystal and I have done together before too. And I was lonely without you, Crystal. But I said, I'll go do that. I'll get in my long run and then I'll just pop over to Peloton because they did this from the Santa Monica showroom which is right near the beach. So I didn't count on the fact that it would be incredibly foggy in the morning and like 90% humidity. And I basically felt like I was swimming instead of running. <laughs> I put makeup on and tried to look cute before, right? Because I was like, oh, this is a long run. It'll be easy pace. It's cool. It's in the 60s. I mean, that's like half of our temperature back home. And so then I can just show up and be cute for this walk. And I was like a drenched rat. And that thing was, <laughs> I had makeup like down my face. <laughs> I was like sopping wet in my clothes. And because it was humid, nothing was drying. And I'm like, oh my God. So I walk over to the studio and I really could barely even see what I looked like because there's not like mirrors in the bathrooms on the beach. So I walk in, not to the studio, to the store. And I will say from the get-go, the staff, and this was both the staff that worked at this showroom, but also the staff that traveled with Peloton. They were so nice and inviting. You could tell they really went out of their way. They wanted members to feel, you know, like they had concierge service. It almost felt like when you go to Disney World and everyone's just like super nice and just <laughs> wants to customize the experience for you so you have the best time. So Lauren, I wish I knew like her last name or her leaderboard or whatever else, but she was incredible. She came right up to me, started talking to me. Now it could have been that she was like, we got to get her fixed up. And I was like, <laughs> this is not our aesthetic. No, she wasn't like that. But she's like, oh, I see you got your workout in. And I'm like, yeah, like I wish I had somewhere to clean up, but I don't know where to go. She let me use the employee bathroom, the showroom, and they had a Dyson dryer. Like, so I'm like up against the Dyson, like trying Anyway, it was wonderful. So I got all cleaned up. She let me do that. And then they kind of just had us chill for a little bit while we were waiting for the instructors. And they did have the merchandise booth set up. And I know you posted some pictures, Crystal, but this is the water bottle. So they have one customized for each location and for people who are just listening. It's just a white water bottle. It says Peloton on tour on one side. And then on the other side, it says Los Angeles. 
So they'll have different ones for each location. And then of course they had the bracelets, those little like little word projects, beaded bracelets. This one says Los Angeles and it has a little Peloton like hanging logo on it. And I know they're silly because they're like bracelets that a five-year-old could make for a couple bucks, but I think they're cute. And I, I think that's actually how they produce them. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. For a couple bucks. Uh, Probably. Thanks. (laughs) I want to wear it. (laughs) It's my superpower. Uh, I'm a ruiner. Well, anyway, I'm going to go back to a couple minutes before when I didn't feel like I was, you know, my bracelet was made by child labor. Besmirched with um, child labor. (laughs) But anyway, so they had that. They had the t-shirt, which I'm wearing, and you could customize it with your initials, which I did. You could also do the Peloton logo or a, like a palm tree, which I'm guessing they'll have different items for each city because the palm tree would go with LA. And The cool thing about that is you could put your order in and then go for your walk and come back. It would be ready for you. And then they would hang to all your crap. So you didn't have to carry it. So that was cool. Super nice. And when we went outside then to go ahead and go on the walk, that's when you found out who was going to be on your walk. So when you register, you don't know, you know what instructors are coming to the event, but you don't know which two are going to do your walk and talk. And I ended up with Katie Wong, who's a row instructor, and then Camila Ramon, who does all sorts of things, but bike and tread. And so the two of them did our walk and talk and they started with a warm up, and they had us all kind of do a circle. And I didn't expect that. It wasn't, I mean, obviously nobody's like making you do it. And it wasn't like it was that hard, but they're having us do like squats. And I mean, I just got done with like my long run. So they're like, get down. Katie's like, get lower. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> like I'm warmed up. I'm good. I think people were looking at me like, man, like this girl does Peloton, but she can't even do one squat. (laughs) My quads are on fire. But anyway, but it was cool. They had like somebody holding a boom box, like one of the Peloton employees. And it just, everyone was just having a lot of fun. They were trying to get us to have a lot of fun. They were trying to get us to feel like a very excited vibe. And so it was just exciting from the beginning Then you start going on your walk. And the cool thing is the instructors, they just come talk to you. I mean, it really is a walk and talk. It's not like they stay at the front and you don't get to interact with them. It's a small group-ish. I mean, you've seen the pictures. What is it? Maybe it was like 30, 35 or something. It's pretty small, but they circulate. So Katie talked to me for what felt like, I don't know, five, six minutes. There are a couple of us that were talking and she was so great because we look at her like she's a celebrity to us, right? And she's... I think being new and so down to earth, I think she was like more overwhelmed almost than we were. I mean, she was just like, I can't believe that everybody came out for this. And this is so exciting. And she was telling us about the cool things that the instructors got to do. They went to the Mission Impossible premiere the night before, and she got to do the red carpet and meet Tom Cruise. And so she's like fangirling over Tom Cruise. And I'm thinking, this is so funny because we're all fangirling over you. (laughs) Perspective, right? So it was just really great. And then she was kind of in the back. And then what they did is they had us all kind of line up two by two and circulate to the front so that Camila, who is leading the walk, would have two people kind of flank her and then she would talk to them. So you got conversation with her too, but then she would do like, we do intervals of power walking or whatever. And then she'd have you kind of lead that. And she called me out. I, she's totally right for cheating because the power walk got so fast that I kind of just jogged it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is like typical for me. I hate power walking. It's really hard. And I always just jog. And she totally called me out with her microphone in front of everybody, but I deserve <laughs> So that was really cool. I also met a really great member and I unfortunately don't know her name, but I also, I know her leaderboard name, but I don't know if she'd want me to share it. So I'll just tell her story. But she was there with her husband and she was battling cancer and she looked phenomenal. She looked so strong and she was so incredible. Like, I mean, she made it through the walk totally strong. She's been doing Peloton workouts all throughout her. She's been going through with cancer and they were going to Disneyland afterwards. And she was just so happy to be there. And like, I just thought it was so cool because it's, that's a tough thing. You could tell it wasn't really something that she felt comfortable sharing until Katie had asked me about my Peloton journey. And so I shared, which I never felt comfortable sharing about the RA either, to be honest, until recently when I thought kind of helps people learn that they can do things too. And so I shared that with her and she overheard me and said, Hey, I want to like, would love to tell you about what I'm going through and just kind of swap stories. I do not want to compare Ari to cancer because it's much harder what she's going through, but it was just cool that like we were able to connect that way. And I think it was just very conducive. I mean, this is how the Peloton community is. Right. And so going to this, this was very much a snapshot. If people haven't been to the studio at all, and they haven't really done an in-person Peloton event, I think what you expect it will be like, the kind of the vibe you get from connecting with people online and on the leaderboard, it's going to feel like that in person. It's just everybody was friendly. A lot of people didn't know each other, but they were all talking and laughing and having a good time. So it was really great. They did have us at the walk, then pull over midway and do a little workout, which again, wasn't expecting. And they're filming all this, right? They're like filming because they want B-roll for their classes and everything. So then I'm just like, I don't want to be the person that's not getting low in the squat, like when I'm right on camera. So of course I'm wearing like the brightest colors in the group. So everybody knows like that's me. And <laughs> so it was like squats and jumping jacks and things like that. And again, it wasn't stressful in any way. Like not everybody did all of them and nobody cared. It was, it was just fun. And it was really cool. We did have one funny thing happen because they had Peloton employees around to just try to keep it to just us so that we didn't get like stragglers coming in. But we had this guy in a bike and he was super weird. And he <laughs> came kind of close to the group and then he started like copying what we were doing. And so Katie, like, and Camila totally called him out. They're like, hey, weirdo on the bike. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And actually Camila was like, hey, you know, the Peloton app is 90 days free. Like if you want to try it. <laughs> That's amazing. So funny. She's on commission because um, she's still new. I think <laughs> about, so. yeah. it's a dollar for every sign up. I remember some people we ran into on the beach during our walk that were weird. Different. Yeah. You get all kinds in California or I guess anywhere. So, but he was weird because I saw him later on when another walk went out with uh, Kendall and Adrian, I saw him kind of like following them too. So it was a little weird, but the staff did a great job keeping like there was no, it was very safe. It was very fun. It wasn't like people, you never had to worry about any of that. You, you could tell they were on top of it. They were watching everything. So that was cool. So then we just made it back to the showroom and then they let us all line up and take our photos with the instructors it was just similar to how you would like in a Peloton class, which was great. You get a few minutes with them to talk with them again. And I actually felt like the cool thing about the walk and talk, I know some people had said, well, it's just a walk. It's not that big of a deal. One, there is a workout built into it, <laughs> a surprise workout. But also if you are interested in getting instructor time that you get more time with the instructors on that than you would in a class. Because if you think about it in a class, 
it's so much fun being in the class and doing the workout. And there is no experience like being at the Peloton studio, but you're really just meeting them a couple minutes afterwards. And with the walk and talk, just like you're going for a walk with a friend, but they happen to be a Peloton instructor. So I loved it. I thought it was more fun than I thought it would be. So that was great. And then the next day we did the high five crew and actually brought my friend who is not a Peloton user, but is going to be. And I thought it was neat to see it through her eyes because I was like, I knew she'd be supportive just because I wanted to be there. But I thought like, does she think that this is like weird or dumb (laughs) or why everybody all excited? And she loved it. She was like, you have been talking about the Peloton energy and I love it. I can tell everybody's having a great time. I don't even know who these instructors are. I was excited to see that. (laughs) She loved Katie. She wants to get a rower. So she's like super excited that she got to see Katie. And Katie came out because we watched the rowing class being taped. And so it's interesting. If you're inside, you get to sit in a chair and watch and Katie will talk to you and give you some shout outs and answer questions beforehand. If you're outside, they do have televisions put up so you can watch the class. And I think they intended for us to be able to hear what was going on in the class. But to be honest, and I don't know if it'll be different at other locations, but it was a little hard to hear. But the staff would come out and let us know when to cheer. If it was like a push or something like that. People brought signs, but they also gave us signs to hold. They also gave us a free hat at the high five. So we got to wear the hats and the classes were short. They were like 10 minutes or whatever. So it wasn't boring standing outside there watching it be taped and everybody was excited and It was a smaller group than I expected. I went to the 9 a.m. one again, and I don't think everybody showed up. So there were fewer people than I thought, which I was kind of surprised about. So you really got a lot of like you had a lot of room to move around. And then when the instructors came out afterwards, you weren't guaranteed to get a photo with the instructors if you're in the high five crew. But a lot of them, again, I think they're just looking to make the experience really fun. So a lot very generous with their time. Ben came out. He wasn't even part of that. And took photos with everybody. So I got a picture with Ben and got to high five him. <laughs> and, uh, that was super cool. And then Katie came out and she was like in tears just with gratitude, which was so cool to see. It's really neat to see when the members mean so much to the instructor because we know how much the instructors mean to us. And that was really awesome. And she said, and I never even thought about it, this was her first class with members present. Oh, because yeah. they're a rowing instructor and they haven't had members in studio. Yeah. So um, you got to have a really special moment with her. That's so it really was, cool. It was the first one of the tour that got to record a class and it was the first rowing in class with members. So for Katie, it was really cool. So that was great. And then I guess I'll just wrap with my favorite part of the experience, which is my friend and I went for a walk on the beach afterwards. We had lunch. And then we just decided to walk back past to see what was going on. And Adrian was recording a tread class. So, of course, we were lurking a little because it's Adrian on a tread. And I'm telling my friend, like, yeah, that's Adrian. That's like the one I told her about him. And it just like, and she's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's exactly what you said about like. He said- <laughs> He really does look like that. Anyway, so Lauren, again, amazing. The Peloton employee, she recognized us from before and she said, hey, guys, like not everybody showed up for this one. We're a few still have a few empty spots. Do you want to just go into the high five crew? Adrian's going to come out after and take photos of people. You could probably get a photo. So we had somewhere we had to be. But I was like, well, we got a little bit of wiggle room. Like, let's go ahead. So we went in and after the class was over, Adrian came out and started talking to everybody 
And I was kind of close to the front and he was talking to one woman and I couldn't quite hear what she said, but I think she said something about, she was like gushing over like, oh my God, Adrian, I want to leave my like husband for you. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like we all did for Hanson when they were a big thing. It was like, that's what they were acting like. And then she said, I would just like die for a kiss or something like that. So he turns and kisses her cheek and then they get a photo and everyone's like screaming in the crowd. <laughs> so I turned to my friend and I'm like, I'm going to get a kiss too. She gets a kiss. I get a kiss. So, it's like the hats. If they're handing them out, you want one. <laughs> exactly. It's like Oprah, like you get a kiss and you get a kiss. And you get a kiss. And she's like, how are you going to swing that? And I'm like, yeah, just watch me. So he's talking to this guy about strength training. This guy was just talking about like, hey, how do I become a better runner? And Adrian's like, strength is really important. So I kind of butted into their conversation. Like I let, I let them have their time and <laughs> it seemed like we knew they were going to clear the area for the next class that was going to start. So I put, I go up there and I said, yeah, I really agree about strength training and that's really helped. He said, it's good for your joints. I said, yeah, I've got bad joints. It's really been good for my joints. And Adrian's like, yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean? And so then I just said, all right, Adrian. And I pointed to my cheek. <laughs> everyone cracked up. And Adrian is such a good sport. He's like, oh, man, you didn't come to talk. You just <laughs> He's like, I see through you. <laughs> he was so sweet. Such a good sport. Gave me a kiss on the cheek. My friend took a picture. Everybody's like cracking up and laughing. and But just so nice. Like just such a nice guy. Because people, different instructors get different reactions. And again, around Adrian, it really did kind of feel like you were back at like a teeny bopper <laughs> boy band concert. Well, I see um, what people do on Facebook. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to be clear, I was very chill. With him. I was very respectful and chill. I have video evidence of this. But yeah, but people were and he was just so nice, like so nice about it. So generous, like so talking to everybody really sweet. I mean, these guys must have been exhausted because I saw but after that full day, they all went out to Disneyland, which is not close, and saw the Haunted Mansion. We're there for like the Haunted Mansion release. So those guys must have been exhausted. But really, just overall, I think like with anything, it, the experience is a little bit what you make of it. If you go and you show up and you don't talk to anyone, you don't interact with anyone, you stand in the back of the line... And I mean, I still think it would be fun, but I think if you talk to the staff, if you tell them, Hey, so-and-so is my favorite instructor. I didn't get a ticket to see like Ben, but you know, if he's coming out anytime soon, if he is, they're going to help you. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And I can't guarantee, of course, of course, and I don't know, but I mean, they really wanted people to have a good experience. So they're going to help you with what they can. All the members were so friendly. My friend said she loved how diverse the group was. And I don't just mean like, you know, I don't mean racially diverse, although there's that, but like gender diverse, age diverse, people at different parts of their fitness journey. It was a great representative sample of what the Peloton community is. And so I say, if you are in one of these cities or if you don't mind traveling, I think it's totally worth it. I think it was really great. So anyway, that was probably more than most people wanted to hear about it. But I know <laughs> I know these things get like there's a shroud of mystery over them. So. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a lot of people who just assume they won't like it or they'll yeah. assume yeah. they will like it either way. But they just make assumptions about what it is. And so it's nice to be like, this is actually what it is. And so, yeah, we yeah, absolutely. It. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, tell everybody your leaderboard name. Yes. 
my leaderboard name is Kuakoa Christina, which I chose without thinking about the fact that no instructor can pronounce it and nobody can remember it, <laughs> but it's K-U-O-K-O-A and then Christina with a K-R and Kuakoa means freedom in Hawaiian. My family lives in Hawaii. It's been an important part of my life for almost my entire life. And um, freedom is extremely important to me. Not obviously political freedom is important, but also the way that I feel when I'm able to move my body through running or for exercising. Sure. I feel Capital very F and lowercase f. Yes. We like all the Fs. <laughs> what? <laughs> that went a different way. <laughs> Did it though? You never know. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on The Threads, Instagram, and sometimes on Twitter. And of course, the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can also find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget that you can watch all of these on the YouTube. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running and rowing. Bye.